for this nation, for salvation, for people, for healing. And our church was one of the many thousands that were gathering. And so I just want to say thanks again to all that came out and participated this week. Uh, it was amazing each night. And God hears our prayers. We sow seeds, right, of prayer. And then we watch what God does from that. And also this week, not only was the church praying, but we watched all of a sudden prayer was on the world platform, right? And you guys know what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, on football fields, we're seeing people gathering, praying to God for a miracle, praying to God for healing. And we watched a country that has literally been torn apart the last two and a half years on all kinds of things. We watched prayer unite. Amazing. We've been praying for an awakening. We've been praying, right? And to be able to see newscasters, to be able to see people that maybe have never prayed before in their life on their knees saying, God, please touch Damar. What a, what a representation. You guys have seen all the things on Facebook, right? Man, his life in just this short week, has made amazing impacts. We don't even know the impact from his life and from this incident, and we're watching God answer those prayers and heal his body, and what an amazing thing. There is power when we pray, and when we come together and pray, there's even more power, right? How, how cool to know that I feel like prayer is coming back to America, we need it. We desperately need Jesus to be the focus. And I've loved seeing that all over. Today we're going to talk about prayer and the importance of prayer and why we need to be praying and why we need to be persistent in our prayer. We don't stop praying just because the answers don't come. We keep praying. We keep believing and standing on God's word. So let's pray as we get into the word today. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus, for touching <laughs> Damar. Thank you, Jesus, for answering prayers. Thank you for the answered prayers of those in our church body. God, we continue to give you glory and praise. And Lord, as we come today into your word, I pray that you will open our hearts. You'll challenge us, Lord. Father, that you will show us how important conversation with you is, listening and talking to God. Lord, I pray that you'll give us a heart for intercession, to pray for other people, to intercede on the behalf of other people. We can make a difference in the world by our prayers. And so, Lord, we ask today that you will open our hearts and minds to hear what you have to say to us through your word. God, we thank you that the word of God is living and active. <laughs> and it changes us. We thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for your presence here today. We identify you as Lord and Savior here in this congregation. We thank you, Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Listen, I'm a little fired up this morning, which is a good thing. And um, I'm not going to preach. I'm actually going to teach. But I will say this. 
there's been a lot going on in our congregation this week, and as we've had a week of prayer, that doesn't go unchallenged from hell. And it was, I just couldn't even keep up with the messages and the needs for prayer and trying to get it out to the prayer. I mean, it was just onslaught. Because here's the thing. <laughs> God's breaking through stuff at Rockside in individual lives and where we've been as a church and where we're going. And the enemy is terrified because if we work together, pray together, love together, build together, then guess what? We're going to affect the community in greater ways. More people are going to find Jesus. More people are going to be delivered and healed and restored. And that terrifies the enemy. And I don't know about you, but I'm just tired of being ran over. And so I'm really excited to just keep punching him in the face. By the more of Jesus I get, the more I read, the more I pray, punches the devil in the face. So today we're going to talk about that why we need to get armed up so that we can fight the enemy, the real enemy. Amen? Amen. So prayer, so we're talking about today, is an untapped resource. It's an unexplored continent where untold treasure remains to be unearthed. F.B. Meyer, the author of a great book called The Secret of Guidance, he says this, the great tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but it is unoffered prayer. The great tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but the fact that it wasn't even offered. Instead of prayer being something that we do every day, like breathing and eating, walking and talking, it seems that it's become more of a use in case of emergency, right? It's, it's crisis is here, oh, we, we need to pray, which is a good thing. Right? What we saw this week was nothing but miraculous, and we're super grateful right, to be seeing that kind of prayer return. But prayer is for every day. Prayer is not just for when big things are falling apart. Prayer is that communication and connection with Jesus. Prayer is talked about more than anything else and practiced less than anything else. Yikes. And yet for the believer... It remains as one of the greatest gifts from our Lord that he's given us besides salvation. The, abil the ability to talk to God. We don't have to go anybody else. You don't have to come to me, the pastor, and talk to me. You can talk straight to Jesus. And here's the thing. You don't have to just do it in the morning during devotion. You can do it all day long at different points. Say prayers while you're driving. Say prayers while you're at lunch. Ask God for help when you're dealing with hard decisions. We can talk to Jesus as much as we want. The Bible says pray without ceasing. I'm learning what that's like to just have an ongoing conversation all day long at different points. Because when you have a relationship with somebody, whether it's your husband, your spouse, a friend, you talk to them a lot, right? You don't just talk to them every so often. Prayer is so important in our lives and in the lives of others. Prayer is the pipeline of communication between God and his people. So turn with me to Colossians 4. And today we are going to be looking at quite a bit of scripture. So get out your Bible device or your actual written Bible. And we're going to, we're going to take a look at some scripture. But we're going to start in Colossians uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And uh, Paul is talking to the church the Colossians church. And he is encouraging them about the persistence in prayer that they need to have. They cannot give up. They need to keep on praying. And so it says this in verse 2. Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. 
pray for us too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That's why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Wow. Verse 5 says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Verse 6 then says, Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Okay, so Paul's writing this letter. He is in prison. He's speaking to the church, and he's encouraging them to not stop praying. Devote yourselves to prayer with a thankful heart. Man, sometimes I think we come to God and we just give him a list of all the needs. Here's where I just need you to do this. Instead of, thank you, Jesus, for all the things that you've done, and every time you've answered prayer, we need to come to him with thanksgiving. So the first thing I want us to focus on is we need to pray with persistence, all right? Paul says, devote yourselves in prayer. Or in the New King James, it says to continue earnestly in prayer. Continue earnestly means to persist, to adhere to, or to remain devoted to. Don't give up when you want to. It carries the idea of being dedicated. Dedicate yourself to prayer. It's a very powerful word, and in this verse, it's given as an imperative or a command, all right? Jesus commands us to be devoted to prayer. Two of the most instructive parables Jesus ever told on prayer come from Luke 18 and Luke 11, and both of them have to do with being persistent and not giving up in prayer. Luke 18:1 says this, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. That's a challenge for us to keep on believing, keep on praying. You might not have seen the answer yet. You're still holding on hope, dot, 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 whatever that is. Don't stop praying. Keep believing. Luke 11.9 says this, And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. Do you notice how it says keep on, keep on, keep on. So today, may you be challenged and encouraged in your own life. Whatever you're believing for, whatever you're needing, keep on. Keep on seeking, keep on praying, keep on believing. Until it happens, until it comes true, until God answers your prayer, According to his will, we got to remember that, right? Because we pray according to God's will, not our will. We have a perspective. We pray for things and we think we, have, we know. We got to pray God's heart and his will for things because it's different than sometimes how we see things. It's kind of like Dory the fish, right? Finding Nemo, anybody, right? Got kids, right? Just keep on swimming, right? Keep on praying. Keep on It's a word from the Lord today for us. Just keep on. Don't stop. A person who is persistent in prayer doesn't necessarily have to pray long time. Just keep on praying. Don't give up. (laughs) Some people give up really easy. They quit because they say, oh, I just don't feel like praying today. I just don't feel like continuing to pray for that request. I'm tired. The joy is gone. The feelings are gone. Well, guess what? (laughs) We're not called to live by our feelings. We live by faith 
We live by truth, and we keep on praying. Let me read a story to you. George Mueller, he's known as one of the greatest prayer warriors of all times, and he says this about prayer. It's a common temptation of Satan to make us give up reading the word of God and prayer when our enjoyment is gone, as if it were of no use to read the scriptures when we do not enjoy them, and as if it were no use to pray when we have no spirit of prayer. The truth is, in order to enjoy the word, we ought to continue to read it. And the way to obtain a spirit of prayer is to continue praying. The less we read the word of God, the less we re- desire to read it. And the less we pray, the less we desire to pray. And I'll just add this. The less we come to church, the less we desire to. The less we connect in with our brothers and sisters in Christ, the less we desire to. We've got to keep on. Amen? Being persistent in prayer, so it's important. Second thing is this. We've got to pray with passion. (laughs) If you're persistent in something, it stands out to reason that you are passionate about it. In fact, Paul says that we need to be vigilant and watchful. That describes passionate prayer. Jesus was passionate about his prayer life. You agree? Yeah, hello. It was something that he was always doing. All throughout the New Testament, he's going off here to pray, getting up early to pray, seeking God's face. All the time, he is praying constantly. That's where we get our example, is from the life of Jesus. May we have a heart of prayer like Jesus. May we learn to grow in that. S.D. Gordon, in his book, Quiet Talks on Prayer, he says this, It was not only Jesus' regular habit, but his resort in every emergency, however slight or serious. When perplexed, Jesus prayed. When hard-pressed by work, he prayed. When hungry for fellowship, he found it in prayer. He chose his associates and received his messages upon his knees. If tempted, he prayed. (laughs) If criticized, he prayed. If fatigued in body or wearied in spirit, he had the recourse (laughs) to have the habit of prayer, no matter what. Prayer brought him unmeasured power and kept him in the flow. There was no emergency, no difficulty, no necessity, no temptation that would keep him from prayer. May it be said of us as well. Anytime we see Jesus all throughout the New Testament, he's always praying with passion. Luke, turn with me to Luke chapter 3, verse 21. It says this, One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, we're going to look at lots of examples today. As he was praying, the heavens opened. Can you imagine? As you're praying, the heavens open. Whatever the situation is, right? We have to believe that when we pray, the heavens open over whatever that is. In the name of Jesus, right? Luke 6.12 says this. One day soon afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray. And he prayed to God all night. He was facing some pretty heavy stuff. 
There was lots of need. There was desperation to hear from God. So much so that he prayed all night. Passionate prayer gives us direction. Passionate prayer opens up the heavens. Are you facing something where you need the heavens to open up? Then get on your knees. Talk to Jesus. It doesn't have to be perfect prayers. It's a communication. It's a conversation. Sometimes the greatest prayer you can say is, Jesus, I need you. He hears that prayer just as much as the person that has the greatest eloquence and can pray for 10 minutes long. May we be challenged to be more passionate in our prayers. The third thing is this, pray with thankfulness. That gratitude piece is so important. We don't just pray to get, but we pray to give. We pray to get the heart of God so that it can flow through us. Ephesians 5.20 says this, And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks. There it is, right? For what? Everything. That means the good and the bad and all the in-between. We thank the Lord because he's in it all, no matter what it is. Philippians 4, 6 says this, don't worry about anything. I always, I find that funny. Don't worry about anything. Some of us are, that's a little bit more challenging. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I don't know about you, but I worry sometimes. Maybe you're not a worrier, but sometimes I worry. Sometimes I wonder, God, how are you going to take care of this? How are you going to come through? I love how scripture is so clear. We don't have to be the smartest person in the room to understand what God is saying in his word. He just says, don't do it. Don't worry. Instead, he gives us the key. Pray about everything. Okay, well, there we go. The sermon's over. <laughs> right? I think that's really what it comes down to. End of sermon. Let's pray. Pray about everything. May 2023 be marked by you praying for everything. Whatever it is you're facing and whatever you're needing from the Lord. And Colossians 3.17 says this. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Ooh. Ah. Is that, that's a toughie, don't you? Do you guys think? <laughs> and whatever you do, and whatever you say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, if you are a Christ follower, if you've accepted Jesus as the Lord, your Lord and Savior, you are now a representative of him. So when you leave church and you go the other six days of the week, and you say that you're a Christ follower, you represent him by what you do and by what you say. Listen, I know we're not all perfect, and we, def we definitely need his help to be a better representative. That's why prayer is so important. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have to pray because my heart is not in a good place. Deal with anger, bitterness, frustration. Our hearts uh, are wicked. And so we pray so that God can change our heart so that it can be in alignment with his heart and it can change our attitude, right? So that we can walk in humility instead of thinking we know it all because we certainly don't. We see through a glass dimly. 
As much as you think you know, you still see through a glass dimly. And number four is this. We need to pray with intercession. Intercessory prayer is when we are praying for others. That's what was happening all across this nation. Many people who had never prayed before all of a sudden were like, I'm going to be praying for Damar, praying for his healing, praying for his family. Intercession was happening not only at the week of prayer for the Assemblies of God, which is amazing. Thousands of churches were praying. But as well, men and women who hadn't prayed in a really long time. And all of a sudden, prayer is okay now, which I thought was interesting. All of a sudden, you know, it had been such a thing that, it, that people have come against it for so long. And now, because we need a miracle, which is great. But I hope, I hope we don't lose that, right? I hope in a couple of weeks when we go back and everything's, you know, moved on, I hope that those and us, I hope we realize the importance of prayer and that we continue to grow in that personally and corporately, that when we get a diagnosis and when we get something negative that happens, we just don't go, well, I guess that's, I'm going to have to deal with that. No, we take that to prayer. Bring whatever that is, right, into prayer, and let's watch what God does. God's ready to pour out his miracles, more so. He's ready to do amazing things in your life and our life as a church, but we've got to be praying in your own life, in your own heart, in your own times with the Lord, but then also collectively. Listen, we have lots of opportunities to pray as a church. Every Sunday morning, we have, inner, we have prayer before service at 945. I encourage you to come, even if you come once a month. It's a great time to be a part before we are here, to, as the atmosphere we set before worship, before the word. We have prayer twice a month on Saturdays, 10 o'clock, in this sanctuary and we're praying for the community. We're praying for needs in the state. We're praying for our congregation. Whatever it is, we're seeking God because he's got the answers and he's the one that brings the miracles, not us. Amen. Let's become more of intercessors. Let's make a difference in other people's lives. Those of you that got our church email or you are on our Facebook page, you saw the list of needs that we have currently. Men and women who are in need of your prayers of faith, need of your support and your care. We are called as the body of Christ to minister to each other. And I just want to challenge us in this year. You know, sometimes we can leave a message, oh, praying for you. That's great. But make sure you're praying. I think the greatest way we can love people is when we're on our knees. Let people know that you're praying for them. Send them a text. Send them a card. Give them a call. Even if you just leave a message. I want us to challenge us this year to be men and women of intercession. And when we pray, we believe that God is going to answer those prayers. Again, not according to what we want. According to his plan and his purposes. Amen. Intercessory prayer changes things changes us, and it changes circumstances. There are things that I've been praying for that I still haven't seen God do yet. But I know he will. This week, we are going to go into a time of prayer and fasting for 21 days. And I encourage you to join in at whatever level you can do. You don't need to do necessarily the whole 21 days, 
our, our staff and our board, we're gonna, for 21 days, we're gonna be praying, we're gonna be fasting. I've got some prayer points that we're gonna be focusing on as a leadership team. We'll post them on our uh, church Facebook. But if we can all collectively be focusing on some of these prayer things, we're gonna watch God do some miracles in our church and in our church body and our community. But this prayer and fasting is also for you personally. This might be a good time for you. Maybe there's some things that you've been dealing with and you just haven't seen breakthrough. Maybe there's some habits that have just continued to keep you, pulling you away from Jesus. Fasting breaks those things off. This guide that we have that we'll make sure as you leave you can grab, it's a PDF form. It shows you all the different types of way to fast. You can fast one day. You can fast food. I mean, there's different options. If you have a health condition, please cons consult your doctor. But even for some of you, maybe you've never fasted before from food, like for a meal and prayed, I will encourage you to fast media, fast Facebook, fast uh, TV, Netflix, you know, whatever, whatever is consuming you. Ask the Lord, what do you want me to give up for these next couple of weeks as we're praying, as we're seeking the Lord? It's in that sacrifice and it's in that surrender. It's not about doing it perfectly. It's about the relationship that you're building, all right? But sometimes when we give up a meal, you, you can tell. Like if you don't eat a meal or two, all of a sudden you're like, I'm really hungry, <laughs> right? We become really aware of things. And, and fasting, what it does is it starts to tear away all the scaffolding we've built around our life. And all of a sudden we can hear the Holy Spirit better. All of a sudden, we see people differently. The word of God becomes more alive and active. And so I want to challenge you uh, to join us over the next couple of weeks. And at whatever, again, whatever level, um, whether you do it, you know, fast one meal, fast one time a week, whatever that is for you between you and the Lord, I just challenge you to do something. I challenge you to join us in the prayer for sure for the three weeks. And again, we'll have the different prayer points. I'm going to be fasting... <laughs> Oh, Jesus, help me. Sugar. Um, I know that may seem silly, but sugary drinks, uh, processed sugar, things like that. Um, because I, I'd really been asking the Lord, what has a hold of my life? Like, what, what is in charge? And uh, that's been a little bit in charge too much. And at different times, I've tried different things, and I just am like, you know what? I want to be free of that. It's not even healthy. You know, as you get older, you have to really care about those kinds of things, so it's not even good for you in general. And listen, I want to be a good steward of my temple, and a better job of that. And so um, that's what I'll be doing. So I'm definitely going to need the Lord's grace and, and prayers for that as I step into that. But I just challenge you guys, do something for the next couple of weeks. And we're going to watch God in your own life, in our church, as we set this January as a foundation for what God is going to do for the rest of the year. We're believing for things like this sanctuary to be filled this is our 20th year here at Rockside Church. In September, we will celebrate 20 years of Rockside being here in the community and touching the globe with our mission's impact. And we believe that we will be packing this out at some point. And we're, gonna, we're excited about that. Not just for numbers sake, but because the more people are here, the more people are growing in Jesus, the more people we can impact in this community and beyond. So pray with us on that as you, uh, the Lord changes you, as you invite people in, as we grow in our youth ministry, our young adults, our kids, our adults, our life groups, as we continue all of that, we trust and believe for God to do miracles in this place. Amen.
Are you with me today? You know what? It's a challenge. I'm growing still as a pastor. I don't have it all together just because I carry the title and the burden and the responsibility of this organization here doesn't mean I have it all together. But I will tell you this, I'm thankful to have prayer because at any point when I need Jesus, I just have to whisper a prayer. I just have to say, Lord, help me in this. Give me wisdom here. Lord, help me to forgive. My word for the year, I shared this in one other setting, is audacious. Personally, my, my word And audacious means to be willing to take bold risks. And the four areas that God gave to me that that's going to show up in is love, audacious love, to have audacious prayer, audacious faith, and then this last one, and I don't exactly know what this means, but audacious forgiveness. So I'm going to watch whatever God's going to do in my life and through my life, but I'm going to take bold risks, and I'm going to stand in faith, believe in faith, pray in faith for what God is going to do in me and through me and us here at this church. God's calling us to a deeper place in prayer, and we just need it. You need it. Your family needs it. Those that aren't saved in your life need your intercession. They need your prayers. They need you to not give up in believing for them to come to know the Lord. So Arabella, if you'll come, if you guys would stand to your feet. I just want to ask you guys a couple questions as we just think about in our response to the Lord, to his word today. And I want us to just kind of take a look at our heart. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You don't need to answer them out loud. Answer them between you and Jesus. But I want you to think about your prayer life. I want you to think about your relationship with Jesus, that conversation that you either do or don't have with him. I want you just to think about that right now, this morning. So are you persistent in prayer as you think about? Do you keep praying? Do you keep believing? Or do you give in too quickly? Another question is this. Are your prayers passionate? Are they filled with intensity and fervor? Or are they weak and timid and lacking faith and belief? What about gratitude? In your prayers, do you have a heart of thanks and gratefulness for what God has done? This is just a moment for us to take a look at our heart and that relationship with Jesus, that conversation that we have with him. Here's another question for you. How much time have you really spent thanking God for all he has done for you? Another question is this. Besides your prayers for yourself, who are you praying for? Who are you bringing before Jesus? This next question is, I pray we all can answer yes at some point, if not today. But this question is, is there anyone in your life that will come to know Jesus because you've been praying for them? Is there anyone in your life that will 
come to know Jesus because you've been praying for them. Are you their answer to prayer? In your prayer life and as you're praying, is there a burden on your heart to see God's kingdom expand, to see his church grow, to see his will be done? Is there a burden on your heart in your prayer? And as you reflect on your own prayer life, God is not a condemning God. God is a grace-filled God. And if your answers to some of these were like, no, I struggle here. God's grace is for you. God's help is here today for you. You can change that in an instant. You can change how you pray. You can be persistent. You can pray with passion. You can pray with a heart of gratitude. And the Lord can give you that help to do so. You know, the most important prayer that you can really pray is the one where you invite Jesus in your heart to be your Lord and Savior. That, that simple prayer that just says, Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior, and I want you to come into my life to be that Lord and that Savior. And so whether you're online today listening or whether you're here in this sanctuary, I want to ask you if you've prayed that simple prayer for salvation, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, and if you have not, I want to give you the opportunity right now in this moment for you to pray that prayer. And so across the sanctuary or online, if you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say yes to his invitation, just raise your hand really quickly so I can pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. And if you're online, just put a little emoji and we'll make sure our moderators get us connected to you. Thank you. For the rest of us in this room that know Jesus, you, you know him as your Savior, but you're being challenged right now in this moment and by the word of God in your prayer life. And you need help with being persistent. You need help to pray more passionate or more grateful. You need Jesus' strength to be able to do that. And you recognize it in your own heart and life that there is room for growth and that this year you wanna, you wanna change that by God's grace. If you're in the room, can you just raise your hand so I can pray for you this morning? All right, my hand's up on that. Thank you so much. Thank you for those that are raising your hand. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you again, that you love us. God, we thank you that you've given us the ability to pray to you, to talk to you directly. We don't have to go through anybody else. We don't even have to have it all together, all figured up. We don't even have to get cleaned up to come to you. We can just say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, help me with my prayer life. Lord, help me to be more passionate, more fervent. Lord, help me to not give up in my prayers. God, we thank you that you are our strength. We thank you that the word of God gives us all that we need to be able to stand strong, to be able to stand firm on the truth. 
Lord, I pray in 2023 that you will help all of us to just dive into this conversation with you, our Savior. God, I pray that we will not go a day, a moment without talking to you. Lord, your word says to pray without ceasing. Lord, help us to realize it's not just in a devotional time that we talk to you, not just in 30 minutes in the morning where we set aside time to pray, but it's an ongoing conversation with our maker, our father, the one who loves us so much. And so today I pray, Lord, that you will help each of us to grow in our prayer life, to grow in those conversations that we're having for you. And God, help us to be men and women of intercession. God, help us to get on our knees and pray for those that need breakthrough, that need healing, that need salvation. God, that we would stand in the gap for those people and that we won't stop until we see the answers. We love you today, God. We thank you that you've given us prayer this tool that we can have to connect and commune with you. God of the universe wants to talk to us, wants to hear from us. Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you for salvation. And God, we look forward to the many, many testimonies of answered prayer. God, as we all become men and women who pray more, intercede more for others. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, in your precious name.